Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, the Coal Hollow Road Monster. But who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. And helping me do that this week, the co-host of the Improv is Dead podcast, Mr. Tim Lyons and Dan White. How are you, fellas? Doing good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Adam. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, I'm so excited we've gotten a chance to finally do this. And I'm excited that we're talking about uh, a film that I particularly enjoy uh the 1989 uh pet cemetery based off of stephen king's book of the said same name why this movie guys tim you want to answer that i mean <laughs> uh i mean i <laughs> i threw it to tim because it was my idea because it was your idea i was like i was like damn if, if there's I, I was like i wasn't ready for it <laughs> No, I, honestly, we we had Tim and I talked about a couple different things, and it just we uh, it was uh, I love. I mean, it's maybe a little bit of a well, I, here. I'll, I'll I'm I'm a huge horror fan. I love horror you movies, are, you are. and I and I could I could have picked any horror movie, but I know Dan doesn't like horror movies, so I was like, what's a movie that Dan? I was like, Dan, pick one that you think you would know something about and that you can get through. I truly and just brainstormed like, a funny, I just brainstormed a bunch of funny characters and this was the best bit we could come up with. But I do like, I do personally like Stephen King. Uh, I personally I like his horror him, yeah. movies. Um, I, my introduction to Stephen King was mostly his like made for TV movies. Like it, uh, Rose Red, I think was one of his, or maybe mm-hmm. Rosebud, mm-hmm. The Shining when it was on TV. Mm-hmm. So um, I really mm-hmm. do like his movies. And uh, I went back and watched a bunch of clips from this one just beforehand. And it's it's got that slow, uneasy tension that it builds to the entire time. It's a very slow moving movie. And then the last 20 minutes is when it really goes off the rails. Uh, and the little kid, uh, spoiler alert, the little baby who was buried in the, <laughs> in the pet cemetery <laughs> uh, comes in with a scalpel and slices everybody uh, open and hangs his mother and all that good stuff. Yeah. I actually didn't. Yeah, you'd feel kind of deprived yeah, if you yeah. didn't. If they just killed him uh, and then right. never buried him. So full transparency, never <laughs> saw it. Don't know much about her. I thought the plot was that the, the animals killed people. And I had to read the Wikipedia page to like get it because I'm too scared to watch scary movies. I don't watch scary movies. I'm too mm. fucking terrified of them. I've always been terrified. Uh, Adam, I'm going to tell you the the movie that I watched as a kid that scared the living shit out of me forever. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I learned that it's widely re- considered to be the worst film of all time. Trolls 2. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I saw it because at the end of that, the kid walks in and is like, mom's getting eaten by the trolls. Mm. That had such that fucked me up psychologically so bad <laughs> i like had nightmares about that so that think, ev- so i'm not a big those, i think it's like it's the practical effects of the time uh really mess you up as a kid because the, yeah. the practical effects to me look more legit than you know the cgi stuff of today so anytime they could do something practical as a child i remember being like oh that's uns- it's unsettling and it sticks with there's such sure. a specific visual look to like 80s 90s at least 80s horror for like slasher mm. flicks for sure yeah Ugh, dan yeah. does it change your opinion of the movie now knowing that it's widely regarded as the worst film of all time it just makes me feel like a giant pussy don't <laughs> 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 oh, you were a kid i was a kid but it was like man it's so i've like looked at fo- i guess i have looked at photos and been like this is upsetting that this movie got made but yeah i just i've always you know what i'll do i'm probably in a, i think this is a pretty um 
prevalent camp where I do actually have a lot of interest in horror movies, but I just read the the plots. I don't. I'll like go to Wikipedia because I'm like, I kind of know what happens in this movie, but I don't watch it. And weirdly enough, the other thing I'll say, one movie I really do, one franchise I really do like is the Halloween franchise. And I will mm. watch the Halloween movies. Um, I used to watch them on AMC because it was like when they do their monster fest. They it yeah. was scary, but they took out the part. I knew it was going to be like under a certain threshold <laughs> for me, and I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> they cut out all the blood, and go- the actual blood and gore, and the the yeah, slashing that exactly, happens. Exactly, exactly. So, Tim, liking these films, did you have an experience like Dan, but with the opposite result? In terms, was there something you saw when you were younger, or like a horror film that really stuck out to you when you were a kid? Uh, I, honestly, it was probably Stephen King's It because um, mm. I remember renting it. I remember renting It on the two VHS set because those movies were like four hours long and usually span a couple of nights yeah. on TV. Um, mm-hmm. But Tim Curry plays It, the original clown in those movies, and like with Dan with the practical stuff, there's a part where um the kid with asthma the the gym teacher makes him go take a shower and they use claymation to like have it come out of the sewer and it like folds apart and then he comes out and then they do the thing where he like looks up and then looks back down and his teeth open up uh and that stuck with me for a long 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 time and i watched it in a basement alone (laughs) and then like i was following my mom around the house and she's like i told you You'd be scared of that movie. Now you're following me around. And I'm like, no, it's not. I just want to see if you need help with anything. But I was just like, let me just stay close to my So your mom, mom knew you were doing oh, this. Oh, yeah. She absolutely. She was just like, I told yeah. you not to watch it. You watched it. And now it's going to be stuck with you forever. Dan, do you have like a story of uh, of deception to watch Trolls 2? <laughs> no, it's all my brother. My brother's six years older than me. Okay. And he likes them or liked them. And it went as far back as, you know, the um, very famous illustrator uh, whose name I won't even say escapes me because I wouldn't know it if I saw it. I just know that he's brilliant and is a very talented illustrator. But he, uh, the scary stories you tell in the dark, you know, mm-hmm. that book mm-hmm. series. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's a fa- there's a couple famous ones. I think the bride that comes to the door is one of the famous ones that like illustration. I've Googled it and I've, I've seen it many times since. But um, he would find that page in the book. She's like a decomposing corpse um yeah and yeah he yeah. would open it and then he would like sit on me or hold me down and just like push it in my face <laughs> so i had to look at it <laughs> so i'd be like screaming and wiggling and he'd be like oh, look at the thing look at and what i ended up doing is um when he wasn't home i took the book and i threw it behind our furnace or mm. our, our like water heater or something <laughs> and i and then I, that is um, my parents no longer own that house, but, um, it burned the house down. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, <laughs> I did think back on that and I was like, I don't know if it was the furnace or the water, but I was like, regardless, it probably was not a good, a safe thing to do, but, um, I just wanted to get rid of it. Well, what's nice, Dan, is that because your brother in that story is the bully in an actual horror movie, he would be the one who would get his comeuppance at some point by the bride. Dude, that's true. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. I was writing it, that's what I would do. <laughs> that's a good point Timmy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie, well, I guess I'll preface it with this. My father told me of a horrific Achilles tendon injury my aunt got when she was a kid. She was jumping on a trampoline, Ooh. got too close to the edge. No, 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 Yeah, yeah. So this movie, I was already terrified of it because for whatever reason, my father told me that when I was young for some reason. When I saw it in this movie, it just solidified my fear of that injury. Mm. Is that something that, that sticks with you guys about that movie? Because I'm terrified of it, fucking terrified of it. From Pet Cemetery? 
Yeah, yeah, or just having your Achilles tendon rupture. I, or torn, I feel or I feel the uh, actor in this movie. What's his? I'm sorry, you said it beforehand. Now I can't remember when he gets his Achilles cut. He plays it really well. Like he plays it. He he plays it like I mean, it's like shocking to his system. Oh. And I feel like every no. when I hear people their injuries, their Achilles get injured like that, it sounds like it's the most painful thing of all time. Such a delicate uh, location on our body. I fucking and hate. I hate this whole conversation. I want you guys to know. Fa- like, this is why <laughs> I don't and like the, horror movies. Like and the fact that the fact that he gets it sliced with a scalpel is just like it's just such a clean cut. And then he gets sliced across the yeah. his mouth gets cut open, and it's all that practical effect. So it just looks so good. Oh, fuck. No, um, but yes, it does. <laughs> it does mess me up to to see stuff like that. I'm more of an eye eyeball happen- stuff. If if like a needle goes in the eye. Um, oh God. Oh, now yeah, that, that I could that's, deal that's, with all day. I got okay. No <laughs> the eyeball stuff. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. I all that stuff. Dude, the the like torture porn stuff that was really big and like the aughts. I hated that stuff. I the saw saws. It really and, was. Um, what's that? Hostel and is it Eli Roth? Is that the guy who did all that shit? Yeah. yeah. I think there's like isn't there a whole scene in one of those where a guy gets his balls cut off and they don't? It's like full up close up. They don't cut away and it's mm-hmm. practical effects again and it's very funny. I think I took the wrong thing. From yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so you're looking for it on the Giphy keyboard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like when they do it like that, that's the point. Like when it gets so close up and they don't cut away, it then it be, does become laughable because you're seeing the practical effects in motion. You're just like, you're just like, come on, like, what, do we really got to see right. the balls dangling down like that? Because then it puts it on screen for too long, so it's less cringy and more like, yeah. oh, it's interesting to see how they did this. Dude, I do like, it's, you know who I love is one of my favorite all-time directors is, um, uh, who, who, oh my God, now I'm going to blank on his name. The, the, the man who directed and, and wrote and composed the theme song for Halloween, uh, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Cla- I mean, G- like classic, G- you guys follow him in his like, mo- his modern, uh, aesthetic, like his like kind of current brand. Mm-hmm. Have you seen him like on Twitter? He's like a touring musician. He is. And he's a big gamer. He like loves video games. And he has mm-hmm. so much clout and has so little desire to do anything with it that he just like shit talks everybody. And it's so mm-hmm. funny. He like, did you hear that, Tim? There's like, I read an article recently about how there's like this big horror convention with like all these directors and stuff. And he's like, I stopped going to that years ago. He's like, I, when I, he said something about like, He's like, I showed up and Eli Roth was walking around like he's a fucking genius and his stuff yeah, sucks. And I was that. just like, oh my God, like you <laughs> never hear people talk like this. And he just like yeah. popped off. I was like, dude, John Carpenter, man, he's an OG for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of nice to be at that. I don't dude, give a truly. fuck. Truly. When you get to that level, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure if he ever wanted to come back, that he'd still be welcome back with open arms. Oh yeah, for sure. And to have work that's still relevant. Like his stuff yes. is still like, it's aged better than most work, you know, it's like, yeah. a, you know, you have art for all time and art for our time. And his stuff is definitely like all time art. Mm-hmm. And being involved in the new Halloween films that are coming out, uh, this and next mm-hmm. year, I don't know if you saw the, year, like, I guess sequel mm-hmm. to it, 2018. Yeah. Uh, but so, I love that. I, I did. That was great. I of course did not watch it, but I know everything that happens in it. I read <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, Danny McBride wrote it, right? I love Danny McBride. I know. And he you didn't watch it. it? unbelievable dude i should watch it i just the gore stuff i can't i can't get, i did love the teeth i, I love that teeth yeah bit. Oh, that, that was gory, a great yeah. that's that yeah. was a great bit yeah honestly that whole scene is pretty unsettling i wouldn't watch it <laughs> if i were you that that whole murder uh, now that i just thought that when you were said the teeth and then when she gets murdered in the bat i'm like yeah it's it, it made me pretty uncomfortable yeah yeah i'm not um 
I'm not too not too into. I'm it. <laughs> I'm honestly more of a fan of stuff like uh, James Wan stuff, like Insidious and uh, the the mm-hmm. the spirit world where the characters are smart. Like I'm not a big fan of the paranormal activity stuff because every character in that movie is dumb, and they don't like listen to their their inner monologue, being like, "Hey, maybe we should leave." Whereas like in James Wan stuff, right. like if something's haunted, they're like, "All right, let's get out of here. Or let's call somebody or do something." Mm-hmm. So they they try and solve it. Um, with some kind of intelligence until like they find out that it's, you know, maybe can't be solved that way. It's inevitable. Whatever is going to happen to them is inevitable, which I like about those movies. Adam, do you uh, like haunted houses? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to hard pivot that. I was just, I, I, I was thinking, no, no. I was thinking about that. Why do you Tim ask? was saying the thing about people like things being dumb and things being smart or whatever. And I was like, I could deal with like really dumb, silly jump scares like haunted houses. But yeah, I don't like when <laughs> there's too much intelligence behind it. <laughs> uh, we had one in my neighborhood. I think I've talked about it before where it was a, a, a couple towns over where there was a room where it would get completely dark and the ceiling would slowly start to slant. Oh, so you had to like yeah. crouch your way down and then on your hands and knees crawl through to the next attraction okay. or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. But that was like one of the bigger spookier ones in my in my neighborhood. Yeah, we I think we right. had we yeah. had this discussion actually on, on an improv is dead episode. So this is kind of double dipping here. But we talked about this with <laughs> Damien and I because Tim and I both had this. Did you have a thing in your hometown where like I had I used to do a soccer tournament in Buffalo, New York. And on the Niagara Falls side, the Canadian side, they had like a lot of tourist attraction. They had some like cheesy haunted houses. But the rumor mm-hmm. was those haunted houses because it was Canada, they were allowed to touch you and like hit you and stuff. <laughs> and like, I feel like there was always these like levels of haunted houses when I was growing up where it was like, where I'm from in Northeast Ohio, there was like blood view. They're like, it was, it was like 45 minutes away, which like for a suburban, like 11 year old is enough to be like, dude, if you go to blood view, they like, seriously, I heard a sure. kid died at blood. View. like that kind of stuff. <laughs> They're like, you could right, go right, to, right. you could go to the Hinkley haunted house. Like it's fun. But like, if you go to blood view, that's serious. <laughs> I don't think we had anybody where we thought they could touch you, but we certainly had ones where they were the, the, the ghouls were more aggressive Mm. than other ghouls. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you'd go into one and like, it was like an old tractor trailer that the church put up. So like all the ghouls were behind a a partition or something, but there were other ones where they would just jump out and like screaming, like so aggressively right in your face. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. But no, I never got touched. Adam, have you ever seen the show, uh, channel zero? It's a horror show. Has anybody ever done that on the show? No, we've not. it's on uh, that shutter network, which is a all dedicated mm-hmm. horror thing. But there's a great season two is all about this haunted house. And that just made me think of it. But they go into the haunted house and then they leave the haunted house, but they actually don't actually end up leaving the haunted house. Like the haunted house continues on like the whole mm. season. It's really, really cool. Very uh, psychologically weird. It's got the guy in it who's a fantastic actor and he's in a ton of stuff. I think he was in the Zodiac. He was like the Zodiac killer in the movie Zodiac. Big guy who's bald. Okay. Also Drew Carey's brother on the oh, Drew Carey show. Oh, yeah. That guy, he's fantastic. Yeah. If he's, I can recommend something to your listeners that you haven't watched before, get the Shudder uh, subscription he plays and watch the killer season, in Zodiac? Watch season two. I believe so. That's good or, casting. Uh, or that. he's, he's uh, you know, suspected to be. I don't think he's in Zodiac they ever give it away, but. He was great in the trial of the Chicago 7, too. Yeah, he was fantastic. That's a great movie, yeah, too. Yeah, great actor. Uh, I, I would love to keep talking about the trial of Chicago 7, but we do have to take a break. But I, before we do, Dan, I'm so curious you thought Pet Cemetery was about the animals attacking people. What is the? Do you have more elements of that plot of what you thought the movie was before you knew anything? Dude, about it? I mean, honestly, I know the cat is like relevant, so I was like, dude, it's probably the, it's yeah. got to be like a cat uh, serial killer, right? Like, I thought 
I, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I thought zombie animals like t- run over the town, you know, use their claws for bad. I, 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 I didn't think of it <laughs> much <bad>. beyond, <laughs> beyond the, the initial title. But I will say, I read the, the, I read the plot. And was like, of course, this is the way you would go with it. This is classic heightening. If I'm looking at this from mm. a sketch perspective, of course, this is going to end. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's good. it makes sense. And, it does check the boxes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's enough grief. And I think that's what uh, right. That's what Stephen King does so well is like the human mm. side of like. I think what again without ever seeing the movie, <laughs> what I think makes it work always with Stephen King is like his very human uh, elements of grief and like uh, you know with in like it like the what it means to be a child and not understand the world and have this like truly terrifying thing um you know i, I that was what i tapped in because i actually did see it and, and read a lot of the book and that's what i kind of tapped into that's a really good answer <laughs> for someone who doesn't well, know anything about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> for a guy who has never <laughs> yeah. seen the movie sure knows a lot about well, it. i hope this doesn't come off uh, as disrespectful to your show because i love the shot i'm just, no, I'm just too scared all. to watch scary movies that's what it comes down to no, I love it. That's part of it. Uh, well, I mean, we're going to get a perspective from two guys who would probably know better than anybody here. We're going to talk to two Ludlow townies when we get back. But Tim and Dan, thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having, having us. us. Loved it. Hey, neighbors, Adam here. Have you been enjoying My Neighbors Are Dead? Well, there are two quick and easy ways you can show your support that only take a second. First, leave us a rating and review in your podcast player of choice. That can be anything from talking about a recent episode to suggesting a film for a future guest. And two, Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss future episodes. It helps you, it helps us, and it helps new folks find the podcast. Thanks, and now back to the show. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. I'm sitting here by, uh, well, I'm being joined by Bud and Spud, two Ludlow, Maine townies. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us, yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks you, thank you. Uh, You were very adamant before we started this that you you wanted me to introduce you and make sure everybody knew that you guys were both brothers and roommates. Mm-hmm. Why is that such an important thing to you? I well, think we're roommates a, first. Yeah. First and foremost, mm-hmm. we are roommates. We are blood brothers as well, though. I think there's a stigma with brothers living together and the how we bought a house together. We still split the mortgage and everything like that. But I mm-hmm. think there's you know there's just a stigma behind two brothers living together as adults. So we want to make it known we're roommates, but we are brothers. Mm-hmm. Who were choosing to live together? Yeah, roommate yeah. rules apply in the house. Roommate. Dishes, laundry. We're in the house, we're roommates. We're roommates. Nothing weird about it. Nothing weird <laughs> about it. Does that apply once you leave the house too? Are you still can? Are you still roommates? No, that we're blood family. I would do anything outside? for this guy the second we step out that side yeah. of the house. Yeah, inside the house, we keep. No one to you know. We have our own shelves. We you know we have two separate stuff. Uh, wash down the microwave. Separate. That type of thing. Yeah. I think I really admire the fact that you're you're two people who can really identify the boundaries of their relationship. I don't think a lot of people can do that, so I think that's really oh, cool. Oh, thank that you. Must be, I mean, thank you. That's very kind of you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Another thing you were very adamant about was how much you love Ludlow, Maine. So beautiful I mean, town. I don't think you have you been. Yeah, I've never been. Oh, I've you seen gotta pictures, but it looks go, gorgeous. Adam. You gotta, you gotta go. Come. You, you gotta, gotta get down here. It. You could stay with us. Yeah, I, I, I would love well, to. You should come for the Tulip Festival. I I would love to go to a tulip festival. When is it? Talk to me about it. Is that like a big town event? I, what's the turnout? Mm-hmm. I tell the people here what the tulip festival in Ludlow, Maine's like. Yeah, it's it's about a week after the tulip festival in Holland. What we have mm. is uh, uh, me and me and Bud here. We we pack up a couple of F one fifties. We head over to Holland, 
And when they get rid of their tulips, because you know tulips are a uh, a, a perennial flower, of course, of um, course, and they only last for about two weeks. So mm-hmm. we kind of ransack a lot of the dumpsters in Holland and then bring them back mm-hmm. to Ludlow, and we have our own little tulip festival. We got a secret little garden that we plant them in that perks them right back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we bring them. So back. is this? So you ransack local dumpsters for tulips? Is is that that's maybe seems a little unorthodox? Yeah. Is that what's how does that render tulips for you guys? Well, it's all about the state you find them in. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, you know, they don't have to be. Again, I, I think Bud alluded to it. Um, my my brother uh, and roommate. Uh, we can find. <laughs> we can, you know, they could be in a decomposing state. We mm-hmm. got a little secret garden. Uh, there's a secret garden, garden she has. Jerry Maguire, love that film. Mm. That is a good movie. Mm. Show me it's the tulips. Great soundtrack too. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so we pack up the F-150s, we bring the tulips back, we replant them, and then they're good as uh-huh. new. People, people pick them up. They don't know the difference. They don't know that they're secondhand tulips. You had well, me I'm curious. at tulip. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? That's McGuire. That's McGuire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember, says, uh, remember uh, like you had me. It's like you had me at. You had me at hello. Oh, that's why. Okay, because you that's changed he, it. Yeah. That's why I didn't under. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't understand. That's what he. Te- that's what I think. That's what Cuba Gooding Jr. says to Jerry McGuire mm-hmm. when he gets paid. Signs him. Yeah, when he signs him. <laughs> you had exactly me at hello. <laughs> you had me at hello. Uh, Bud and Spud, do you remember the first time you saw Jerry Maguire and did you see it as brothers or roommates? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Bud, you want to take this one? Yeah. <laughs> we saw it in theaters. We were younger. Of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, we were we saw that as a family. So we were brothers mm-hmm. for that. Uh, mm-hmm. 100% brother. That was brother time. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it sticks. So, that's why it sticks with but us. But we so well. each have our own copy in the in the house uh, mm-hmm. that we are not allowed to watch together. So in that capacity, we are roommates. Yes. Great, mm-hmm. great. So it, it, there's a lot to love about Ludlow. You seem, you know, you're both very enthusiastic about it's it. Jerry Maguire, the Tulip Festival. It's great. <laughs> you got to come to Ludlow <laughs> so you can see the Tulip Festival and watch one of our copies of Jerry. We Maguire. put it on. We put yeah, it on we, after the festival. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we, we have everybody who wants. It. We we say, hey, everybody. Now that the tulips are gone. Come over to our place. We're gonna watch Jerry Maguire. <laughs> That's right. You can pick which TV to watch on. <laughs> Oh, you don't put it up on just one. It's well, not you can a, pick. It's not like I got my copy. He's got his no, copy. He watches. Yeah, we say you can watch it upstairs, downstairs. We go three, two, one. We hit play, and then we play it at the same we try time. Try to sync them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you guys are so jovial, and you're so excited about the town itself. Talk to me about the pet cemetery in your town and all the oh, horrors that have come with that. Uh, is that a, is how does that impact you per, personally and also as tulip enthusiasts? Adam, have you ever heard the phrase "tales of my demise have been drastically overstated"? Uh, yeah, I've heard Along that. Along those lines. That is what mm-hmm. the pet cemetery is. In it's actually mm-hmm. very nice. It's a it's very nice cemetery. Very nice. You could see it from our house, uh, from the upstairs, from the pool. We got a pool in the back above ground that we just mm-hmm. put in. On the, and on you the can deck, see on it. On the top deck we got. On the, the top deck that we put in. Uh, the, it's a double yeah. decker. It's a I fucking got the top, nightmare got the to take care of. It's a fucking nightmare, but it is beautiful because you can see great views of the, the cemetery. It's the bunk bed of pools, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you can see mm-hmm. it from the top. You can see the pet cemetery and it. It's beautiful all the time. Gorgeous. And I've had nothing but good experiences with that cemetery. Mm. Well, it gets such a bad rap, Spud. So what's a good experience from the pet cemetery? Because everybody seems to be so down on it. Well, you know, so I had a 
okay, so I had uh, a dog named after my roommate. All right, so I had a, Your brother, I had a golden retriever named Bud. Mm-hmm. And he unfortunately, uh, it was a it was a, a, a freak accident. He, uh, he was uh, he was hit by a jet ski uh, and uh, sliced him mm-hmm. in two. Um, oh, yeah, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, but I did. I gave him, you know, um, uh, I gave him a, a sailor's funeral and buried him in the uh, pet cemetery. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wouldn't you know, he came back better than ever. And. Came okay. back with skills he did not have before he was cut by the jet ski. Mm-hmm. What skills are those, Spud? Let's are just say fun? I buried him in March, and the following January he made the high school basketball team. <laughs> that's what I'm. Th- and so, in my experience, yeah, that's a nice they, cemetery. They made a movie about him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Air Bud oh, is a I, sequel. I, that's what I thought yeah. you were going to say. Air Bud yeah. is a sequel to Pet Cemetery. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't realize, but that is based on, on my mind. I had a great, I mean, great experience. Bud, do you? Well, I was going to say my experience with the Pet Cemetery is what the issue is, is that they're burying dead things. And, and Spud had a great experience with his dog coming back, becoming a, a movie franchise. But mm-hmm. my experience is go in there alive bury yourself you come out rejuvenated mm-hmm. the issue is that they're burying these things dead and then they let the oxygen leave mm-hmm. the brain you gotta know how to use it yeah. you gotta know how to mm-hmm. use it because i go in there i'm when i'm feeling sick or i drank too much or whatever i got a hangover basically it's a hangover cure mm-hmm. bury yourself six feet deep punch through the punch through the ground come up be like, oh god it's like yeah. you got mm-hmm. 17 hours of sleep in three hours i mean it feels great so you got to know mm-hmm. how to use it Mm-hmm. So this is more of a Lazarus pit to you then, bud. For me, as yeah. As a, a, as a local, a yes, cemetery. yeah. The other two things, the other stories that I heard, Timmy, uh, who also was the, got buried alive. I mean, he was a full grown man that got buried alive and he came back and ended up killing his dad or something like that. I don't remember the story. I read, it was like a half a headline. You ever go to Amazon and you look at a product and it's got 3,000 five-star reviews <laughs> and then one one-star sure. review and that's the one you're right. going to read? That's Pet Cemetery mm-hmm. for us. I think, you know, Bud, since you do this as a rejuvenation kind of technique, mm-hmm. you you just said that you can punch through six feet of solid earth. Mm-hmm. What other things are you finding about yourself that maybe you didn't I know you could do or that, you know, ha- have been kind of yeah. reinvigorated? So one thing did happen and I can't, I don't know if I can say it was the pet cemetery or because, so I had uh, astigmatism and I had glasses and uh, I Hope did- Coke, big Coke bottle glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I did go get LASIK, but I also buried myself at the Pet Cemetery in the same week. So I don't know. They mm-hmm. wanted me to write a review on the LASIK website. And I was like, I wrote the review, but I also said, I also spent the night in the Pet Cemetery. So I can't tell you if it was the LASIK that made my vision better, or I can't tell you if it's the Pet Cemetery that mm-hmm. did it. So mm-hmm. that's just something for me that happened. Great I, you know, experience. Who, who Great knows? experience. Yeah. Yep. So it's not all that bad. No. I mean, no, not at all. I, all right, look, I'm going to level with you. I, at one point, and I shouldn't say this because technically it was illegal. I bought him on the internet, but uh, I owned a primate. Um, and he, uh, he got sick. Uh, he got, mm-hmm. um, he got SARS. <laughs> and so he passed away. Um, mm-hmm. And I buried him. Uh, his name was Dunstan. And uh, wouldn't you know it, six months later, this guy's running a hotel. Mm-hmm. 
And to me, I look at that, I say, that's a win for the cemetery. That's a five-star review. Let's not yep. focus on the one stars. Let's focus on the five stars. I think that's a great way to approach it because there's already so much negativity in the world. I mean, and we have two, three examples here, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're a new man. You know, yep. you, your, your LASIK's gone. You're punching through earth and spud. Mm-hmm. You got animals winning championship in basketball games mm-hmm. and running hotels. That's not, that's even humans can't do that. So yeah. again, I'm with you. Focus on the good, not the bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I, I will say um, we try to always focus on the positives in Ludlow, and sometimes, sometimes you know, people want to talk bad about us, talk bad about us behind our back about the, the mm-hmm. mean animals and the smelly animals and the kids that mm-hmm. come and kill their parents and stuff. I'm gonna say this. Can I say something, Adam? I'm, and this might get of this course. might get me canceled. <laughs> I don't care. That's okay. I think you'll be okay. That kid. He was going to kill his parents before they buried him. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I was going to say that. I used to see him out there. He mm-hmm. was a little weirdo. He's a little just weirdo. Stare, no. Just staring at the sky. Mm-hmm. Just staring. Now, I, you're talking about a, a young boy who was who was killed, G- Gage Creed, mm-hmm. in your neighborhood. Little sweet, little toe-headed boy. I'm curious, what is it about him that instantly made you think, this kid's going to kill his parents when he gets older? Because, like, you know, he's just a toddler, so looking off into the sky might be something they normally do. What is that sixth sense that the two of you have that maybe some of us don't? He used to dump in our pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd leave and an upper decker on our top deck of the, of the upper one. <laughs> he upper decked our upper deck, he, yeah. He upper decked her, so. <laughs> yeah. He, he had it coming. Mm-hmm. But also the sky looking. A lot of sky, just kind of standing, yeah. staring into the sky. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. He used to, he, he did this thing um, where he found a dead bird. So he was walking and he found a dead bird and mm-hmm. um, he he uh, he would like he would stand outside my window. And I, you know, when I he'd knock on the window and I'd open my curtain or whatever, I said, oh, hey, you know, how's it going or whatever. And he wouldn't answer, but he just he wouldn't bite down. He just put the bird in his mouth and look at me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a sure. bird, like a, a pigeon head in the mouth. and kind of look at me. Um. And you know, I, I think it's a pretty good indicator. Yeah, you know, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was maybe some kind of like you know fundraiser kind of thing, you know, like an ice bucket challenge sort of thing. And so I didn't, I didn't say much of it at the time. But um, you know, I, I, I told Bud, I said something's wrong with this kid. You mm. know? Well, forgive me if this is too personal, and I, I, I don't mean to overstep, but you have this, like I said, sixth sense vibe for this kid's going to be a, a, a murderer. Is fatherhood something that has either escaped you or been avoided by you? And if so, why is that? We have strict rules about bringing women home uh, to the <laughs> apartment uh, as roommates. So it's kind of killing both of our vibes, but it's something we agreed on a long time ago. We That's said, true. you know, one of one of us has to be out or you have to, you know, sock on the door situation. Um, but mm-hmm. so so far, you know, just nothing really come up for the for the two of us, unfortunately. I will say, however, you know, I was sterile um, for a time. And I buried myself, just a light burial. I mean, I'm talking two feet, just a little mm-hmm. bit, of, you know, just a little. Just dip, uh, just dip to stick in. Just, yeah, just a, sure. Yep. <laughs> just dip. Yeah, I just, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to be honest. I, I just kind of drilled for oil back there. And, mm-hmm. uh, nice. And now, I, and and I, now it's like one of them, uh, you know, one of those like um, pill bottles you buy at a gas station and tells you, you know, you come like a 16 year old. I know that's, that's my situation now. So I don't know what, uh, you know, like I don't the know. beginning of look who's talking. Ex- <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. 
Just like the beginning, when I when he talks about how not he's not sterile anymore, I always think of the beginning of Look Who's Talking, where all the little sperms are talking, trying to get What's to the What's the song end. in that part of the movie? What's the song? Let my love open the door. Oh, dude. Let my <laughs> love open the door. Open the door. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. Look Who's <laughs> Talking well, I, and Jerry Maguire. Is that, so that's your double feature then. That's the Spud and Bud double feature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We start with Look Who's Talking 2. <laughs> Then we watch Jerry Maguire, and then we throw on "Look Who's Talking." And then, if we're if we're not tired, we put on "Look Who's Talking Now," <laughs> and that's where the dogs talk. And and Bud, the mm-hmm. dog, yes. is in that movie. Yes, that's yes. one of his other ones. Yes. So. so I mean, you know, that was another one of your dogs. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. I've owned yeah I've owned nineteen golden retrievers. <laughs> And they all, all keep all leaving me be, for more <laughs> successful careers. They all went on to be Hollywood mm-hmm. success I'm very proud. Stories. Yeah, I'm all proud. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. They're going to take Again, care of me another five-star review for the Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to get your your thoughts on on this because, you know, the Pet Cemetery has sort of been known in your town. There's a guy named Judd. He, he runs around telling all kinds of stories. He's an asshole. But <laughs> talk to me about the, the Batterman incident, the Timmy Batterman incident where Timmy, for those who don't know, Timmy was a World War II uh, hero came back. He was murdered. His, he came back. His dad buried him in the pet cemetery. He came up, ran amok in the town, and the townsfolk got together to burn down the house. Hero in <laughs> hero in quotes. Now, just because you fought friend. in World War II doesn't make you a hero. And I'm curious why why that stance, Spud. Is that is that uh, why 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 that approach to? All to right, well, you didn't hear it from me, but let's just say that uh, he was a German turncoat. <laughs> Yeah, they make him out to be a hero. They say, oh, I buried my hero in this pet cemetery. Guess what? He's a Nazi. So so is it, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but is it fair for us to say definitively that that Timmy Batterman was a was a Nazi turncoat who sold U.S. secrets to the enemy? Bud, you want to take this one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could say it. You could say that for sure. Yeah, definitively. Definitively, I think you could say that. Yeah, they cut that out of the movie. It was cut out for time, mm-hmm. you know, because King never gets final edit. <laughs> Which I think is an outrage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they his toys. Yeah, you know, I think you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak ill of the deceased uh, or the near deceased or the comeback from the deceased. But in my mind, whether you're a Nazi, a zombie Nazi, a baby Nazi, mm-hmm. you're bad. You're bad. Mm. I don't care what cemetery they bury you in. And again, I think you're going to have a hard time finding anybody who disagrees with that. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, again, these are five star reviews yeah. for not only the Pet Cemetery but for Ludlow, Maine itself. Uh, we got we got great rejuvenative powers. We got animals going on to have successful careers in Hollywood and or running businesses and institutions. What else is coming up this year that people need to come check out in Ludlow, Maine? Uh, there's going to be a pie eating contest. Um, it's not going to be real pie. It's just going to be the pie like the you know, just the whipped cream pie kind of thing. It's not really a pie. Sure. So it's mostly just, you got to do whipped cream. Spud is, is a three year champion of that. Yeah. Um, I'm more Congratulations. of a, yeah, I'm more of a lick the, lick the frosting guy, but Spud really gets into it. So that's coming up uh, in the near future. A lot of festival esque type things happening. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're coming through town, just, you know, check the calendar, check the Google calendar that we got on. Yeah. We got the Ludlow rib fest. Mm-hmm. So another just, yeah, these all seem to be pretty much food related. Food and flowers is our big uh, mm-hmm. claim to fame. So yeah. yeah so what happens is, have you ever been to uh, Detroit Rib Fest? 
I, I have, yes. Okay, so you know, best ribs in the country. Mm-hmm. They're great. Right? So what 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 Bud and I do <laughs> is the week after the uh Detroit Rib Fest, we kind of just go around town, kind of find some old rib bones, you know, ransack mm-hmm. a couple of uh uh dumpsters, and then mm-hmm. we bring them back to Ludlow. We plant them all, you know, in the garden, uh in the cemetery, and I, some of them come back as cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, them, we obviously mm-hmm. don't eat. We got to, we got to bring them up quick. Cause if we leave them in too long, they turn all the way back into the cow. But you know, I we leave sleep sure. one year. I fell asleep and we had a, a whole cattle drive pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. out in the backyard. So <laughs> we, now we know to set an alarm, get out there mm-hmm. before they become a full cow, which Just actually speaking of setting alarm, that's another good point. I broke my freaking iPhone. Uh, and I went to the Apple care store. Have you been, have you done okay. to the Apple care? Have, I, I have been doing to an Apple store. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I went. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, I went to the Apple Care, and I said, to "This guy, I said, hey, what happened? I, what happened? I don't want to get into it. Long story short, uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to watch the ESPN, and I dropped my phone into the toilet. Okay, and sure, you know. So what happened? And I take my phone in. I said, I dropped my phone in the toilet. It should be covered under the Apple Care. And he says, you don't have Apple Care. I said, I think I have Apple Care. He said, you don't have Apple Care. And so I, he's trying to get me to buy a new iPhone because at this time I was using the iPhone four, um, and this is you know about a month ago. So I'm I'm oh, wow. I'm about six generations behind. Anyways, sure. I I plant my iPhone in the cemetery, and I dig it up, and guess what? Water damage gone. Five G capabilities. <laughs> So it upgraded your phone. It upgraded my phone. I got a, I got mm-hmm. an upgrade from. <laughs> and didn't even need any Apple nerd to help him. Yeah, didn't even need an Apple nerd. The Geek Squad didn't need a Geek mm-hmm. Squad to help him out. Yeah. Well, again, I'm sold. I think Ludlow's great. I think the Pet Cemetery is great. Right. Bud and Spud, I think Come you're both by. great. Come on Come by for the the, uh, the the Tulip Jerry Maguire Festival. I would love to do it, and I would love to take a swim in your upper decker. Please do. Please do. You're always welcome. Bud and Spud, thank you so much. All right, thank you thank so you. much. Thanks Adam. for having us. Thank you so much for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I've been your host, Adam Peacock. The show was produced by myself with Nate DeFort and edited by Nate DeFort. Original music was done by Jesse Case, along with Dane Halverson, and our original artwork was done by Mark Nishan. I want to thank Tim Lyons and Dan White for coming by and playing Spud and Judd, the brothers and roommates. Uh, you can catch Tim and Dan as the co-hosts of the Improv is Dead podcast. Get that wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show and you want to support us, please like and subscribe. And if you'd like to donate to the show, you can find us on patreon.com at my neighbors are dead. Follow us on Instagram at my neighbors are dead and on Twitter at my dead neighbors. Again, thank you so much for listening to the show and we'll see you next week. Hi, my name is Eve Sturgis and I have one question for you. Did you ever think about how much sex it takes to build a family tree? Those recreational DNA companies like 23andMe and Ancestry have such wholesome commercials about being Irish or Italian and connecting family and learning about heritage. But really, it's all about sex. Trust me, I made an entire podcast talking with people about the shocking discoveries and the deep, dark secrets that come to the surface with a few drops of spit. Season three of Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is coming at you April 16th from Campfire Media on all the pod platforms. 